Hello, and welcome to episode 199 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're going to do part one of our set review. Yeah, we're going to split it up a little bit this week. Um, they changed the release window, so I don't think it's going to be on Arena until the day after we record next week's episode, which is kind of awkward. So we're going to do uh, a little bit of limited stuff. We're going to cover the limited archetypes and maybe what to look out for in the format and then do a couple cycles and we'll get into kind of the meat and potatoes of our set review next week. Yeah. And that way you don't have like a three hour podcast to listen to. And we don't have a three hour podcast. We have to record either. Yeah. Looking out, <laughs> looking out for everyone here. That's right. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, especially like if now, you know, you get like two shots at this and you want to reach out with like a card that you want us to talk about for constructed or mm-hmm. something. Uh, all those social media links are in the description below, especially our discord hop in there. And that's where we got a lot, pulled a lot of stuff from uh, the next two shows from. Yeah. Also our YouTube channel. Now uh, there should be a link to that in the description also, but it's uh, uh, casual try here at MTG on YouTube. If you want to follow along with us, uh, head over there and you can watch this week's episode where I made kind of a presentation. I usually do something along these lines for our set review episodes so that you don't have to just listen to us rattle off what the cards do. You can kind of read along with us as we go. Uh, so if that interests you, head on over to our YouTube channel and check out the video there. Um, also, if you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do that. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link on over to TCG Player, and anything you purchase will get a percentage of that helps keep the show going. If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can go to do that. Uh, chip a couple bucks in, supports us directly, uh, and you get access to our pre-show every week, which is kind of just another hour of us. Um, you also get access to our show notes, so you get to kind of a sneak peek of what the show is going to be about. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys. Been working on my next round of givebacks, so they're going to be cool. So if you want to get on the mailing list for those, or if you're interested in the pre-show, or if you just really like what we do and you want to support us, patreon.com slash casual MTG. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. One more thing. Talking about YouTube, uh, we made it through uh, almost all of Dominator United with a draft every monday wednesday friday mm-hmm. uh so if you want to watch some brothers war draft videos with me i will start recording those once they get once it gets on arena so probably hopefully i finish hollow knight because uh, you know it's like <laughs> 2018 i finish hollow knight and then i will uh start grinding out some drafts for everyone excellent looking forward to it all right so um we're going to start by going through the limited archetypes and kind of what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. So the first we have red-green. Uh, gosh, Hooked on Phonics didn't get to West Virginia. So like... <laughs> Arbalest Engineers Ar- okay. is the signpost uncommon. You know what an Arbalest is? Not a clue. Do they like trees? No, <laughs> no it's like a ballista crossbow thing. Okay siege weaponry okay um this is the red and green signpost this is kind of if this is your first time joining us for a set review this is kind of how we like to 
kind of approach a limited format is by breaking down the signpost on commons. There's a, a gold card or two gold cards or whatever for uh, each limited archetype, typically in a set. And they kind of give you a clue as to what the colors are supposed to be doing. So by breaking down what those cards are, it can help deform or inform your decisions while you're drafting. It at least tells um, you what wizards wanted you to do with the colors. Right. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's like, well, hey, it, this is what we think you should do. Yeah, if you're a new limited player, it's um, kind of like training wheels. Mm. You, you can look at them and say, okay, this Arbalest engineer right here, it's a one red-green for a 2-2 two, two human artificer. And when it enters the battlefield, you choose one. Uh, it can deal one damage to any target, or it can put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature and give it trample and haste to lend a turn, or it can make a power stone token. So you can be reasonably confident if you draft this card, your deck will care about some portion of that. Yes. Probably either the power stone token or the trample haste pump a thing. Yes. Um, that is what this archetype is. <laughs> yes. It's uh, de defined as stompy or ramp. Okay. And then, um, so like, I think that a lot of times like the plus one, plus one counter and uh creature gets trample haste. It's just going to go on the arbalist. I mean, unless you got something else in play already that needs like the trample, like if you got some yeah, big need monstrosity that, you want to give pseudo evasion to. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, not super exciting. I don't know how, like, I think the one damage is not going to be super useful. Oh, you're so going to lose to that on day one. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be at one and just get <laughs> and get Arbalist. Yeah. yeah. Remember that stupid skeleton from, like, the skeletal uh -huh. archer? Yeah, that, like, would just burn you out of games at the end? Yeah, so I could, I could see that. <laughs> Just yeah. like in Discord, this deck was great, and I totally got like screwed. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Like, right. I mean, red green is kind of one of the tough archetypes too, right? Yeah, because it's, it's one of the hard ones like, for wizards to like design around. It's always like big. Yeah, and like it's it's rare that they get like anything else other than big. Yeah. Same um, thing with like black green. Like they always are just the graveyard deck. Yeah, it's like graveyard sacrifice. It's just it's never yeah. like it never like comes together. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what they have to change. Like what they have to change with how they look at those colors to make that yeah. work. But and then blue green is also always the same. <laughs> it is recently at least. So we have battery bearer. I can say that. There you uh, go. It's two green blue for a three four and creatures you control have tap add colorless. This mana can't be spent to cast non artifact spells. So basically all of your creatures become power stones. Pretty cool. And then whenever you cast an artifact spell with mana uh, value six or greater, draw a card. This also pretty cool. This just says cast the giant idiots that are in this format, please. Mm -hmm. I will let you do it and then pay you for doing it. Um, she always leads the charge. She does. But on Ching. She's a battery bearer. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone dislocated their shoulder tapping uh patting themselves <laughs> on the back with that one. Yeah, rolling around on the floor laughing hysterically. Yes. Oh, I cracked I did myself it. up. I did it. Um, it made it to print. It made it to print. 
They let me get it through. I don't know how. <laughs> so, like, blue-green's going to be go big. I think something we were talking about in the pre-show a little bit, right, is with these go big decks, I think you need to prioritize not dying in the early game. Whether... Yeah, I mean, which might be kind of tough in green-blue. Like, those aren't really self- uh protecting colors, colors. That pre- yeah preserve themselves very well that's typically like a white thing or you know heavy yeah. removal or something yeah so i was gonna say you might have to splash into a third color which isn't super well supported in this format like there's not yeah there's no cop rules right no um or like prioritize like two and three drops with like high toughness mm-hmm Right, where you have to make your opponent like use like an attack, you block, and a trick to get through your thing and just slow them down that way so you can resolve your big thing. Yeah. But, you know, I think this format, we'll talk about this later, is going to be aggressive enough that it might like, that you're not just going to be able to like sit there and just like do giant things all the time. Yep. All right. I hope so, at least. I hope the other thing. I just want to do giant stuff. <laughs> I just want to do giant stuff. So, all right. What is blue black's card here? This is Evangel of Synthesis. It's a blue and a black, so just two mana for a two-three Phyrexian human cleric. When Evangel of Synthesis enters the battlefield, draw a card, then discard a card. As long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn, Evangel of Synthesis gets plus one plus zero oh, and has menace. Um, so the theme for blue and black is drawing more than one card. Yeah. We we There's... saw this in black, white, in uh, Kaldheim. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the blue-red mechanic in Modern Horizons 1? Um, one or two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've had a smattering of it lately. And it's one of those things that, like, if they've... Like, sometimes it just doesn't work that well. Yeah. Because your cards, you kind of have to draw your cards in a specific order, right? You have to draw your, like, cards that want you to draw two cards first and and play them. And then something that lets you. And then something that lets you. So it's, like, A plus B. And if the Mm -hmm. payoffs aren't good enough, then it doesn't really matter. I mean, the payoff here is good. It is, but it's also, like, aggressive, so it kind of wants to be in a tempo shell. Like this mm-hmm. guy doesn't really do you any good on turn six. No, other than he does. He does solve the problem of he is an enabler right. and a where you have other things that care about drawing two cards already on the board. And you draw this. If it yep. just had the the second paragraph, right. you'd be bummed. But you'd be like, oh no, this like turns on my two other cards that matter that care about yep. this. But then then he just doesn't matter at all. It's like, there also buddy. seems to be like a reasonable amount of looting mm-hmm. in this set. Like the divination that we got also loots, mm-hmm. which plays nicely with the unearth cards. The unearth so cards. this might be kind of like a hybrid archetype as well, where and... it's, yeah, you're drawing, you know, looking to draw two cards in a turn, but also you're binning your big fatties that that you could bring back with unearth, like you're discarding yeah. for val with for value. Yeah. Or like there's also there's a five mana black uh, reanimation spell that's modal. Mm-hmm. That if you yeah. uh, reanimate something small, you get uh, it costs less. 
Mm-hmm. So that could be another way that you're trying to do to do stuff is like, you know, you're like, oh, I can discard this thing and then bring it back with my reanimation spell later. Yep. So, all right, what is red white? Uh, that's a word. Yeah. Falaji. Sure. Falaji Vanguard. Uh, two red white for a two three human soldier with first strike. Whenever Falaji Vanguard or another creature enters a battlefield under your control, target creature gets plus two plus O oh until end of turn. This is like uh uh, uh was Markov uh Waltzer. Mm-hmm. It was flying in every turn. It gave it and something else plus one plus O. Well, I mean, this might be a little bit better than that. It might be. Well, it flew. That was good. But well, right. um, But like, this is every time a creature ETBs. Yeah, like this can get out of hand. You play a couple one drops, or heaven forbid, like that six drop that makes four tokens. Yeah, and you just you're just giant. So it does have that upside. Yeah. Um, This really and like. Typically, there has been a, like, fun police red-white deck. Fun police. (laughs) In in these formats. Hey, I got... I call it keeping you honest. I got most of my my trophies, or my seven win decks were were fun police uh, Keldon Strike team decks. And there were Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, six win decks in there. Um, So, like, I'm not... not, uh, I'm not opposed yeah. to uh, to doing the thing. But, like, these decks have come together a lot recently. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, like, part of that is because they're, like, the aggressive decks tend to be, like, white, red, black, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to put more power into white lately. So, like, the red-white decks, the white-black decks... Um, I think have just in general been been better because they're they're trying to up White's power level a little bit. Yeah, but like there there's probably going to be a deck like this that works that is is aggressive and a card like this can make it happen. And like yeah. I I oftentimes would rather go wide in the aggressive decks, uh, especially like in a format like this where you know there's going to be big stuff. Mm-hmm. Where so that way you can get to a point where it's like I can just send like four or five or six creatures in, and I only need like two to connect. Yeah, going wide is pseudo evasion when you're facing one giant thing. Exactly, as opposed to like I only have two creatures, and yeah. I've been like beating down with that. It's like no, I'd much rather have like a bunch, and then yeah. like try to get the damage through that way. So yeah. so obviously red white's going to be an aggressive color pair in this in this format Mm -hmm. um but also like we kind of just alluded to is this card in particular can trigger multiple times in a turn so it's incentivizing you to play lots of creatures hence going wide yeah so that's what this archetype is going to be is go wide aggro um i think that uh it is Good. It it'll be good just because they they need it to be. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because of the other stuff, I don't think they want the the format to just turn into uh, battle cruiser magic. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I only look up how many token makers there are. Uh, well, the problem is, is when you just type in token, you get all of the all the uh, power stones. All the power stones. Like, well, that 
doesn't work. Um, yeah, there's a couple cards that make soldier tokens, I think. There's mm -hmm. that one six drop that makes like four soldier tokens. That seems pretty, like a pretty decent way to close out a game. Ma mass production. With this guy. Yeah. So there's a, I think there's one that makes soldier tokens, one that makes artifact soldier tokens, and one that makes like bigger a, soldier tokens. There's a four mana, uh, like there's a Mishra's Onslaught. Which is four mana split card of make two one one soldiers or modal card make two one one mm -hmm. colorless soldiers, or trumpet blast, mm -hmm. on the same oh, card. Oh yeah, that's, that's a great great card for this archetype. Yeah, so like they have the the there are the tools there to make that to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I think this is gonna be good. A good archetype because they just can't have people just like staring at each other and like just doing huge stuff. Yep. So, so what do we white. got next here? We got the Hero of the Dunes. It's three black white for a three two. When Hero of the Dunes enters the battlefield, return target artifact or creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And creatures you control with mana value three or less get plus one plus O. Oh. That's a pretty cool card. It is. It's weird to have like three mana value matters as like yeah, part of your bit. archetype. I mean, that's kind of what White's reanimation is, though, or that's what it has been traditionally. That's so. what it has been, yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's just funny uh, to have like, oh, if it's if it's small, we're gonna we're gonna make it a little bit more powerful. <laughs> so we have here that the the um, archetype for Black White is like recursion, mm -hmm. and like, that's just, like, code for be grindy, which yeah. means, like, you need to prioritize, like, um, yeah, like, you're the removal trade your creatures deck. Get yep. value be the last later man on. standing. Yeah. So, like, if you're drafting black-white, like, you need to, like, probably above everything else, like, take removal. Yeah. And then, like, you should judiciously... And be like, well, I can trade this two drop for this thing because I know I have Hero of Dunes and I can buy it back later. And I can yeah. save my disfigure for a thing that I can't trade for. Or right. I can save my whatever that removal spell is, the four and a black destroy mm -hmm. target creature. I can save that for the big thing later on. Yep. Right. It's just like trade, trade, trade. Okay. Buy something back, buy something back, win the game that way. Yeah, you're basically trying to grind your opponent out of resources and then have the last thing left on the battlefield when, when you've traded everything off. Yeah. And that can work. Um, like, those decks kind of sometimes fall down if they don't get the removal. Yeah. And the hard part about a deck that, like, removal is super important in is removal is not something that wheels. Right. No one goes like, oh, I guess I don't want this uh, disfigure. So right. I'll be like, ooh, a disfigure, I'm going to take it. And you're like, crap, no, I needed to wheel that disfigure because I had to take something else. Yeah. Right? And so, like, if you get this deck and you're, like, light on removal and interaction, like, you're you're probably not aggressive enough to get under your opponent. That's not going to be, always be the case. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a hard time if they go, like, big. Yep. Because you're like, I got back a three-mana thing. And they're just like, attack you for a ten. With my one card, and like, oh... <laughs> 
Oh, it has trample. Oh, kind of deal. So, yep. All right. Uh, What's Red Black doing? I wonder. Hmm. Could Hmm. it be sacrificing things? It could be. Yeah. This is a junkyard genius. One black red for a 2 2 human artificer. When junkyard genius enters the battlefield, create a tap power stone token. Well, that's weird. That doesn't sound like sacrifice, does it? No. You can pay a black on a red and sacrifice another creature or artifact. Until end of turn, other creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain menace and haste. So, again, like we were saying with uh, red-white, black-red is also an aggro archetype. Um, This is letting you turn your creatures or artifacts into, in this case, a trumpet blast that also grants haste and menace which seems pretty good. And it's kind of just using the power stone, um, not really for ramp, but just as kind of a way to fuel the junkyard genius. Yeah. So that's a, another thing you can do with the power stones is just use them as a game object instead of for ramp. Yeah. How? Okay. The, so the way, you know, if you, if like black, red, can be good as like the sacrifice archetype in the format is kind of twofold is the um uh oh gosh the threaten common mm-hmm. and is it like three mana and we're halfway there it's common and it's four mana four mana and it makes a power stone so Still it gives kind- you more sacrifice fodder it kind of feeds but like I don't think you have, like, when the sacrifice deck is really good, right, you have, like, a free sacrifice outlet or multiple Mm -hmm. free sacrifice outlets that lets you, like, steal their creature, attack with it, and then eat it. Yep. Right? This guy is too expensive to let you... uh, Steal it and eat it. Yeah. Right? Like, it's seven mana. Isn't isn't there an artifact that like sacrifices creatures for mana though? Um, it's a transmog- tra- transmogrifying altar, and it's a black to um, sacrifice a creature and get colorless, 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 or two yeah. and sack a creature and create a colorless zombie token. It's is, an uncommon. Is that an uncommon? Yeah, it's an uncommon. Uh, well, that helps a little bit. I mean, that's it does. not a terrible sack outlet. There's there's a common sack outlet that is three mana. So, like, I think... And there is a, like, there's a sack of creature, as an additional cost sack of creature. There's, mm-hmm. there's one of those that's two mana. So you have a few ways to maybe kill, uh, like, sack something and then, like, eat it. Yeah. Uh, but not... A, ton so this might be better as like black red aggro Aggro, and then you use junkyard genius as like your trumpet blast to like push through i mean that that's a powerful trumpet blast it is it is give everything evasion and haste and like a power bump that's yeah pretty good for a repeatable effect so but I would just be worried about, but I mean, there's uh just be worried about like the sacrifice side of it. Yeah. Like a lot of times like black red is where black red sacrifice. And it's like, you have a sacrifice thing. You might sacrifice one or two things during the game. It's not like a thing that you're doing consistently. 
Yeah. And this might be a thing where you activate Junkyard Genius like one time. You like get yeah. to six mana, you play Junkyard Genius, you eat its token, and you attack with your board. Yeah. And that's, it's just really like a six cool. mana win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how this card reads anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it obviously wants you to be attacking, which means it's wants to be in an aggro deck. Yeah, it's not the, it doesn't seem like it's the black, red, um, grindy sacrifice, get value sacrifice deck. Yeah. Because there's also like Goblin Blast Runner, which is a one, uh, red for a one, two, and gets plus two, plus O, oh, and has menace as long as you sacrifice the permanent this turn. Mm-hmm. So it only triggers once, but it can be a three man, a three power, one mana creature. Yeah, we also got a four mana fling that draws a card. I think does it draw a card or make a power stone token? I don't remember. Um, I have it up. Let me see here. Pyretic blast, four mana, sack a creature, deals damage equal to sacrifice creatures. Power to any target. Draw a card. Draw a card. <laughs> Which like draw a card's nice on a fling, but it's also four mana, so Yeah. So they're they're like costing that kind of appropriately. Yeah. Alright, what's up next? We got uh black green. This is Skyfisher Spider. Two black green for a three three spider with reach. When Skyfisher Spider enters a battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, destroy target non land permanent. That's pretty good. When Skyfisher Spider dies, you may gain one life for each creature card in your graveyard. If you do, exile Skyfisher Spider from your graveyard. Um, So it's uh, kind of a weird Chupacabra. A Chupacabra with extra steps. Yeah. lets you turn your Shambling Ghast or whatever into a removal spell. So if if you had this card, right? You would want mm-hmm. things that die uh, for value. Mm-hmm. There are very few black. There's like one black green common that dies for value. It's weird. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's also I know it's mana intensive, but I think that's kind of the theme for this format is a lot of the powerful stuff is going to be mana intensive. Kind of like we were just talking mm-hmm. about with the Junkyard Genius. Um, but it kind of plays nice with unearth stuff. Like you Fair. mill a fatty, unearth it, go to combat, swing, play your Skyfisher Spider, sack your unearth thing. Yeah. So there's uh, Burrowing Razor Maw. It's a 4-2 for 3. And when it dies, mill 4 cards. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something you would want to like have die. And there's also Hoarding Recluse has reached death touch and when it dies put one target card from a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library with the joke being that you get to put their unearthed creature on the bottom yeah so is there uh like a skeleton a reassembling skeleton or uh, something it's um it's an artifact and it's black i think it is two and a black to return it to your hand okay uh so that's a long way of saying yes Mm -hmm. yeah there is like there are a few things but like i just was like what are things that die for value like die and draw a card or die and like do something and there's non-vermin but it's an uncommon yeah where it gives something neg one neg one 
I mean, it doesn't have to have a dice trigger to be worthwhile, though. Like, it could have an ETB trigger that's worth, fair. you know, a portion of a card, and then you turn this into the rest of the portion of a card. Yeah, fair, fair. Something like a black cat or something that, mm-hmm. you know, makes your opponent discard a card. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not ideal. That's probably not how you want to spend your second turn. But if you can make them discard a card and then sack your cat to... You know, I mean, kill their threat, then that's that's a pretty good trade. We often it's feed Seder Wayfinder to things, and we kind of have Seder Wayfinder that we're going to talk about. That is true. Uh, so what do we have for blue-red? We have third path iconoclast. So it's blue-red. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature token, and it's a 2-1. So it is a gold young pyromancer. Mm-hmm. That makes artifacts as opposed to elementals. Or War of the Sparks Sahili does the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Pyromancer is only instant and sorcery. This is just non-creature yep. spell. Yep. Um, and then there's so there's like spells matter and artifacts matter kind of going on. Yeah, a little bit of both. It makes a bunch of artifacts to trigger all, all your artifacts matter stuff, and it also cares about you casting non-creature spells right and like it lets you go wide Mm -hmm. so which artifacts are well unless they're artifact creatures artifacts are non-creature spells so yeah and so this is uh probably going probably going to end up in the uh in the in the casual try hard arena cube this this feels very very i have a feeling this is going to end up in a lot of cubes yes yes so it is uh it is doing the thing Mm -hmm. it is interesting Yep. Right, like, and again, like, army in a can. Yes, if Anthony's listening, you better be listening. Right, this is another young pyromancer, his favorite cube card. Yeah. So, there we go. Yep. Uh, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Exactly. Merely propose expanding our toolbox. <laughs> hey, hey, if you can have one pyromancer, might as well have two. That's right. All right. Oh, this guy. This guy, this Yoshin is dissident. Is it Yodian or is it Yoshin? Is it? I thought it was Yoshin. I, I, thought, ha- I thought it was Yoshin. Well, I've heard it both ways. That's I thought I it's asking. Yoshin. I thought those guys were Yoshin soldiers or whatever. Yoshin right? soldiers. That is also what I thought. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you so, heard it here first. It's Yoshin. It's Yoshin. And this is weird for this color pair. It right? is. So this is green-white for a 1-1 human artificer. Mm-hmm. And whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Mm-hmm. So it is weird that green-white is artifacts matter ETB. Yes, but it's not weird that green-white is plus one, plus one counters. Very true. It's weird so- that it triggers off artifacts. But yeah. when I brought this up maybe last week in the pre-show, and you're like, if the whole set is artifact themed, it's not weird like in world, right? So, um, and it, I mean, it definitely seems like everything's artifact themed. Like we just said, the spells deck cares about artifacts, and the sacrifice deck cares about sacrificing artifacts, and so everything's artifacts. Uh, a bunch of things enter and make uh, power stones. Mm-hmm. So that will trigger this. Yep. Um, 
I think a lot of the like one one soldier tokens are all artifacts. Yeah, so there's a lot of places to just get random artifacts in the in the set. So that is reasonable. Like mm-hmm. this will be a good power level, I think. Again, this is another archetype that feels like it wants you to like kind of go probably go wide again, right? Yeah. Like you're making a bunch of like little creatures, presumably making them bigger and attacking. I don't know if you want to go tall just because there's not like a hex proof or like a really high ward number thing. Yeah. To like make that like a reasonable proposition. Mm-hmm. But nope. yeah. I agree. But I think like it wants you to go wide and kind of like get around whatever monstrous stuff your opponent's going to try to do. Yep. And then what is our last one here? Yoshin Tactician, two white blue for a three four human soldier, and other soldiers you control get plus one plus one. So blue white doesn't care about flyers this time around, and it's not the control archetype. It's a soldier tribal. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, what is the control archetype? Is it like the black blue tempoy decks, or is it the like red blue? spells matter deck um it kind of feels like it kind of feels like there's not right like it is rare what what was the set that we were making fun of blue black is death uh right (laughs) uh right but like usually it's like blue black is a thing but has the tools to be controlling. Yeah. Blue white is a thing, but has the con- the tools to be controlling, right? Well, yeah, but usually like the thing also kind of lends itself to control. Mm-hmm. Like flyers kind of lends itself to control because you know all you have to do is stick a flyer or two and that's your win con. So if you have yeah. something that cares about flyers, that's kind of icing on the cake. Like caring about soldiers isn't really something a control deck wants to do. Yeah, um, I I don't know what the like specific um, archetype is, but it may just like not matter. Like, yeah. What is the what is the hardest deck for blue white to control to beat in modern? Um, Tron, right? Or. Yeah. Or, uh, like, Amulet Titan, right? Just yeah. a thing that's just going to, like, play lands and just play, like, giant thing after giant thing. You have to answer every single spell. Right? Right, like, it might be hard to make a dedicated control that's archetype true. when you've got, like, just a bunch of, like, giant haymakers. That yeah, also, have... Unearth is pretty good against control, too. So it might be that these all kind of have to be, like, a... You have to be more of like a tempo-y mm-hmm. archetype because you can't just sit back and removal right. and counter your way to victory. You have to uh, be applying pressure. That's true. Right. So like, you know, oh, I'm like the seven removal, four counter spell, like, you know, four, like three divination deck with like whatever whatever ham sandwich to win the game. 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, did I revol- resolve something and you drew two lands? Oh, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Where a lot, like, you know, the game goes long and your opponent just plays, like, an 8-8 eight, eight for 8. Yeah. And you, like, take a hit for 8 to hit for 8, then you kill it, and then they unearth it and kill you with it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, uh, oops. So it might be that it's just hard to have a control archetype when you have these things. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I guess that was something I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, so it might, like, but again, like you can, like, there's gonna be the tools, right? Like, control is just card draw, counter spells, and removal. Yeah, and like you know, some early blockers and a ham sandwich, and there yep. is a there's a five mana three four white flyer. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a good blue flyer also. Yeah, there's like a five mana blue flyer that comes into play and makes a three three flyer that makes a power stone. I'm just kind of scrolling yeah. through. Uh, so there's a few things, but <clears throat> excuse me, but it might just be hard to to like play that like dedicated control game when if one thing resolves, you die. Right. So. All right. So the archetypes seem interesting. Like mm-hmm. it's like blue white being, um, uh, like soldiers is just weird. Like yeah. it's usually like a blue red archetype, um, or a white red, or white red. Sorry, yeah, right, yeah. white red's what I meant. Um, yeah. and like the fact that everything cares about artifacts in some way, shape, or form, also kind of weird. Yeah, you usually don't see that. They usually try to like break that. <clears throat> break that apart some uh also i think it's funny that so when i built my cube i was like blue red artifacts matter and like (laughs) there had been like one set or two sets that had like some of that it was like kaladesh (laughs) slash like aether revolt and then um there was like one uncommon from like a uh core set Mm-hmm. Uh, reclusive artificer or whatever. Missed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it's just like every other set. They're like <laughs> blue red artifacts matter, and I'm like, dang it! Like, send yeah, me my. At least you're getting new cards for the cube. Yeah, send me my R and D check. <laughs> I'm carrying you people. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that went from an archetype that was like pretty rare to like every other every other uh, set seems yeah. like they're just like, and it's like artifacts matter. Spells matter. Artifacts matter. Spells matter. <laughs> it's like we have two artifacts now. and spells matter. Oh, we did it. Peanut butter, chocolate done. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So again, like these are your, your like training wheels, but mm-hmm. there's also like, like you're gonna find like the weird sub archetypes and things, and that's like where like sets get interesting when you when you find like, oh the <clears throat> the black white deck really shouldn't be grindy, it should be aggressive, and then you've got like you know your hero of the dunes is your like curve topper to like buy back one thing and like kill your opponent. Yeah. Also, there's three of these uncommons. That give your creatures plus one plus oh. Like this might 
this may have been like, oh man, if like these decks don't get people dead by turn five, the games yeah. just end. Well, and that was kind of what I was going to ask you next is, you know, we talk a lot of times we talk about a limited format in terms of, is it an aggro format? Is it mm -hmm. a grindy format? Is it a ramp format? Whatever. And I mean, it kind of seems like there's a reasonable balance here. Like there's, there's archetypes that want to be mid range. There's archetypes that want to go super long. There's archetypes mm -hmm. that want to get you dead. Um, I think there's more archetypes that want to just get you dead, but yeah, it does seem to be kind of a, a wide. I guess I haven't looked at everything. I probably should have looked at it a little more closely, but like the idea of what are the like um, uh, common creatures in the format uh, in terms of like uh, there's power a bunch of savanna lions, bunch of savanna lions, yep. but like so there's a bunch of savanna lions, but are there like a bunch of <clears throat> like are there a bunch of like one threes and things with big butts and just scrolling through here there's like a four mana two four but like who cares there's a two mana oh three that sometimes draws you a card um so like sometimes it's like are there enough are there things with big butts to slow down the aggression in the early game yeah or like kind of reasonably trade looks like stuff's kind of like size to trade mm -hmm. uh, in the early game. So like looking at the, there's not like, there's like a three mana one four with lifelink. Like that's, that just wants you to hold, hold down the ground forever. And it's white. Like that's a card that like none of, none of the archetypes want this card, maybe green white. Yeah. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, I put counters on my lifelinker. I can never die. But like there's a lot of like two one on two one violence. Mm -hmm. Or like there's some a lot of three well, like the three mana two threes. There's a ton of like Savannah Lions that just get like rocked by a two three. Right. But like there's nothing that like jumps out. You are right. There are a lot of like aggressive two ones and like there's a like three ones, like two mana three ones where they were like you want an ability on this? <laughs> Would you like your three one to have ward? Okay, sure. neat. Um, so, and we already talked about the goblin blast runner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they might. Like I said, they may have been like, okay, this is giant robot, like iron giant world, mm -hmm. and okay, now the iron giants are too good. We have to really push the aggressive stuff, so it's not just all. So we don't make Rise of the Aldrazi or what was right. it M? What is the super slow one? Was it M eleven or M twelve? Like it's like uh, eleven, twelve, or thirteen. There's one that is just like the best card in the format was like Prosperity, not Prosperity, uh, Opportunity. It's like six mana draw four. M thirteen was uh, the Bolas oh. set. Okay, but there, that was, there was the one. With Nicole Bolas in it, the Planeswalker. Mm -hmm. But there's like, they they might not want to set where I'm, like. Was the M11 best... the Titans or was M12 the Titans? I think it was both. It was both. I think. So opportunity was in M14. Was M14 the slow one? Let me look. Uh, yeah, I think it's M14. 
So M14 was like super slow. And like Rise of the Aldrazi, which uh, I think in the pre-show I mentioned that Ari Lax was like, this is giving me Rise of the Aldrazi vibes. I mean, maybe. I, I think there's plenty of tools for aggro. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you've heard the stories about like Rise of the Eldrazi, um, uh, uh, like limited tournaments, like mm-hmm. RCQs. Uh, they often ran out of uh, mountains and, and swamps in the uh, in the in the uh, land boxes because everyone was just drafting black red aggro because like that's like you either got super big. Yeah. Or you ran people down, and everyone was like, "I'm just going to run people down." Makes for an easier tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does increases the number of smoke breaks. That's right. Or snack breaks in my case. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Someone asked, uh, uh, "What was like the card?" I was like, "What was the like hidden archetype?" Or the, and I had one card pop to mind. And that's Arms Race. Mm-hmm. So what's Arms Race do? It is three and a red for an enchantment. And you pay three and a red and you may put an artifact uh, from your hand onto the battlefield. This artifact grains haste. Sacrifice the beginning of your next end step. So this format is full of just giant artifact monsters. Mm-hmm. And this is sneak attack for giant artifact monsters. A little now, bit more costy, but yeah. Ah, my counterpoint is Power Stones. Power Stones, that's right. Right, so you can use your Power Stones to activate the enchantment. Yep. So, right, like you can just jam Arms Race. Like if you have an Arms Race and like some Power Stones laying around on turn five, you could like Arms Race, Power Stone, smash someone. Mm-hmm. And like if it has Unearth. Even better. Right. Then next turn, you just unearth it, and then you arms race the next thing in your hand. Yep. And just, like, run people down with, like, your wave after wave of, like, common 7-7, seven, seven, like, monster. <laughs> that There's just... no uh, blink in this set, right? No. I've not yeah, seen it. I didn't think so. All right, so just, uh, so there is Blitz Autonomaton. It's 6-4 uh, uh, with haste for 7, or 3-2 three, for 3 for 7 with haste. Um, there's a Boulder Branch Golem, 7 mana, 6-5, that gains you life when it equals its power when it enters the battlefield at common. Uh, there's Deep Death Colossus, a 9 mana, 9-9. Nine, nine that doesn't untap during your next untap step. I don't care. You're sacrificed, dog. <laughs> yep. You're a nine damage lava axe. That's right. Um, there's the black one that's a 5-4 death toucher uh, that prototypes as a 1-1. One, one. Uh, so there's my boy, Russ Goliath. Mm-hmm. 10 mana, 10-10 trample reach. Uh, prototypes for uh, three green green to a three five, right? Like, it is not going to be hard to like get these um, get these big idiots, and like yeah, I, like the rust Goliath. That's what I would want to prioritize. Oh though. yeah, 
because that's definitely uh you know if this if a soldier jumps in front of your nine nine that doesn't have evasion then that's kind of kind of a waste of a nine nine and your mana yeah no like that and if you've uh uh what's it called if you like if you if you've seen like uh, the vintage cube how like the sneak attack decks are built mm-hmm. where it's like you're like a blue red like control deck and then you find sneak attack and just bury people yeah right like you could very build this very similarly where you're just like using blue and red cards to like dig for your arms race and like keep the board clear with like deal three damage to this destroy an artifact blah 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 and then like the board is relatively clear and you're like arms race 10 you and then next turn you're just like uh i'll play two things and attack you and you know you've got some chip damage in or whatever and like you win the game that way like i feel like that's gonna be fun that's gonna be the thing that you like do i 100 percent think like oh yeah this is gonna be like great uh, maybe I don't know. It'll be something fun to try, though. Is it going to be fun? Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's why we play games. Hopefully, is because it's going to be super fun. So we're yep. going to hope that that is uh, where things work out. That we just end up with a uh, with something fun to do. Yep. But that is that is the first thing that I would like. I want to open. Is yep. I want to open that, and then like again like the. Uh, like there's uncommon ones that are good too, right? Mm-hmm. An eight, a seven mana, eight seven menace. Uh, uh, the hulking metamorph is a, a nine mana seven seven that like can copy something that might have flying, right? Or trample, or trample, or menace, or whatever. Yeah. So like there's there's enough of these cards at um. Uh. What's it called? At uh, I mean, this is a deck that probably wants that fling too, though. Oh yeah, like you just you attack them, Put then your you giant fling your thing ten. in play, and then fling it at them, and then fling your yes. ten ten. Like yes, please draw a card. Yeah, great. Yep. Um. So, that's the card that I'm most interested in. I'm trying to look yeah. for other cards that like might be build aroundy. Or like kind of neat for um, limited, and I there's nothing that like jumps out to me. Yeah, there wasn't anything that jumped out at me either. Um, hmm. Like the other stuff is just also though if you if you uh, play Suchi's Cave Guardian off of it and then fling it mm-hmm. and then get eight mana and then just play <laughs> one of your guys out of your hand. That like, seems pretty good too. We've, we've done it. Thank you very much. Like achievement unlocked. Um, maybe the the transmogrant altar, like yeah. that is kind of like an engine unto itself, mm-hmm. right? Like cranking, like ramping you, like on turn. On turn four, you get up to six mana. Because you have to spend the one yeah. to sack the creature, like that's pretty solid. Uh, turning your bad creatures into three threes is pretty also good. Seems pretty solid. So like that could just be a way for you to like work through. Also, you can. I mean, that kind of sounds like a control deck win con. Yeah, you just kind of sit there and just like, uh, like get some value off a creature, sack it, 
make it a three three. Yeah. You know. Uh <clears throat> I don't know how symmetry matrix is gonna work. I could be wrong. <laughs> Do you know this one? Um it Four. cares about like power and toughness being the same, right? Yeah, four mana artifact. Whenever a creature with power equal to its toughness enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card. Seems seems rough. I mean, there's a lot of one ones. There are a lot of one ones because it doesn't say non-token, right? Um, and a lot of the robots are uh, symmetrical. Symmetrical. So, makes think, sense. Yep. Being machinery. Yes, yeah, so you don't make asymmetric machinery. That's right. So, are there any? Uh, I know you haven't had a whole lot of time to spend with the set, and a lot of times, like these kind of questions are better after you've, you know, run through a few drafts. But are there any like first pickable commons? Do you think? First pickable commons. Let me look. Um, my first guess is probably the black removal spell that gets cheaper mm. based on the number of creatures that are in your graveyard. I would guess would be first, could be first pickable. Yeah. Um, the Seder Wayfinder, Blanchwood Prowler, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Could probably. Oh, here's your guy. Uh, Clay Revenant, one mana, one, two, enters the battlefield tapped, pay two and a black return Clay Revenant from your graveyard to your hand. That's yep. your, uh. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, not that I, not that I want any part of uh, um, picking that first, but right. I wonder how good disenchant is going to be in this format. Like, is it just going to be like removal for things that matter? I kind think of, so. Kind of like, um, gosh, um. Destroy Evil became like I think it was like the best white common in Dominator United because it yeah. just killed so much stuff. Like, is this enchant just going to kill so many things that matter? Yeah, that's uh actually on my list here. We can uh, we can skip ahead a little bit and talk about it if okay. you would like. Sure. Uh, let me get there. Um, it's on here because of the art. Okay. It's sweet Richard Kane Ferguson art, and this looks like the Doom guy, like, blasting a robot. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I figured we'd talk about Disenchant anyway, because um, normally when we see whatever the Disenchant or Nature's Claim or whatever that effect is in a set, we always ask if it's, you know, a set where it can be main deckable. And I'm pretty sure in this set, Disenchant is main deckable. That's why we got a couple different versions of it. Yeah, let's see here. Um, so we just look at how many artifacts are there in the Brothers War. Uh, there are seventy-five artifacts. Now, they the you know their value varies, right? But there are seventy-five artifacts. Uh, yeah, chances in- are you're going to have a target. And you're going to be pretty happy to, because a lot of them are like creatures. Like it's just like, yeah, I'd say probably 50 out of the 75 are creatures that you'd want to kill. Yeah. Right. Your opponent pays like seven mana for a thing and you're just like, boop, and it dies. Uh, and then let's see here. Um, enchantments. How many? 
enchantments do we have? Uh, there are 20 enchantments, uh, two of which are mythics, three mythics, uh, three mythics, and uh, one, two, uh, three. I want to say three rares because the fourth rare is not a card that is good. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Painful Quandary. If your opponent yeah. casts a spell, they discard a card or take five damage. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think that card's getting played anywhere. So, yeah, I think this card could be just main deckable. Could just be a good yeah. removal spell in the format. Yep. I think it's a nice counter for Arms Race. Boo! <laughs> no counters for Arms Race. Um, also, um, Disfigure. Right, you're in like a, a weakish pack, right? And you want to, um, and you're like, I want to be the the big deck, you know, ideally. Like, you go, I want to do big things. Mm-hmm. You've got to make it to turn five and turn six with a relatively clean board. Right. So a card like Disfigure, like if you're like, oh, my rare, my rare is Painful Quandary. And you know, like none of my uncommons are good. Yeah. Right, like the cheap one mana removal spell that can like take out their two drop, leave the board clear, and let you set up is probably uh pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that might be another one. Uh not that it's first pickable, but uh Laurent's escape. Oh the, yeah. The one mana target uh artifact or creature you control gains hexproof and indestructible. Like mm-hmm. That's just going to blow so many people out. Yeah. It's just going to be like, um, I guess I lose now. combat math. It's going to counter removal spell. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be so, so bad yeah. uh, for someone. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, I think Disfigure is the one that, like, comes to mind. Also, like, um, the, like, if you're going to pick something that's not, um, super powerful, or like this a common, like ideally a colorless common, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, any of these artifact creatures, um, like the big artifact creatures that have like prototype. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do with them. Yeah, you don't have to prototype. You don't have to care about the colored mana cost. Right. right. Well, it's I mean, there's mul- like they can go in different archetypes. So there's a lot yeah. of different archetypes that care about having a big dumb thing. Exactly. You could be blue green. You could be the arms race deck. You could be the reanimate deck. It, lots of different archetypes could care about generic big thing. Scrapwork Ravager is maybe first pickable. Four Which mana for a, four mana for a two two. Uh, enters the battlefield. You draw a card. Lose a life. It's Frexian Rager for one more mana. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then it unearths for three and a black. Yep. Right, like that's a card that you would like take be relatively happy about mm-hmm. play it on four, trade it off for something and unearth Sacrifice it for something. Yeah. Like it's a card that in, it's not committing you to black. Right. Right. Like if you have the ability to get black mana, great, but if not, eh, it doesn't matter. Yep. So that is so a what card. about a uh, mythic uncommons. There was one that kind of 
jumped to my mind, but I didn't have a chance to make a slide so for you, it. So you liked Combat Thresher. Yeah. So it is uh, seven mana for a 3-3 three, three double striker, uh, ETB draw card, and it prototypes for two and a white as a 1-1 one, mm. one double striker that has the draw card um, text. Yeah. Um, I think Battery Bearer has that chance if, like, the Go Big deck is just good. Yeah. Right? Where, like, you play, like, card that can block, card that can block, and, like, hold the ground, then Battery Bearer, and if they don't kill it, you're just like, oh, I guess I have eight mana now. Yeah. The huge thing. <clears throat> yeah. Or, like, that's not even counting, like, you know, if you... You know, if there is some, like, three-color archetype where you can, like, make a bunch of tokens in white. Yeah. And then uh, go uh, go super big that way. Um, yeah, like, my thought on Combat Thresher was the uh, is it Priest of Forgotten Gods. No. Priest, uh, the white one from Kaldheim. Priest, the dwarf. The dwarf, I don't... Two and a white ETB draw card. Oh, that guy, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, we had the angel in so, Streets. Um, oh, what is it? it was, what was his name? Uh, so Priest. he's from... Uh, uh, I thought he was from... So there, there was Inspiring Overseer replaced... Was the Streets one. Was the Streets one. And replaced, like, Priest of Forgotten something. Lore. Priest, Priest of Forgotten, Forgotten Lore. Yeah. yeah. Now they both gained a life, but like having yeah, double but... strike does just uh like let you block more stuff. Yeah, and it's also um modal. Yeah. It can just be like a giant thing yeah. later on in the game. Yeah, I can see that where you just get to kind of do whatever with it. Mm-hmm. Um uh it's also weird that they have these like lay down arms, like these cards that are like play a whole bunch of one basic land type. Well, I mean, you're kind of gonna have to without ways to fix your mana. There's no yeah. dual land, so. Um. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of a vote against any three color archetype. Is that there's no fixing? Yeah. And all of the ramp is colorless. All of the ramp is colorless. So much. Yeah. Um, nothing jumps out. Like, yeah, like Thresher is probably just like generically good where it's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it does the thing you wanted to do. Um, maybe Steel Exemplar. Which one's that? Five mana, four, four trample. And it enters the battlefield with two plus one, plus one counters on it. Unless two or more colors of mana were paid, uh, spent to cast it. So, okay. like, you tap your mountains and some power stones, and you get a 6-6. Six, six yeah. Trampler. That's pretty good. And it's colorless. Like, just wherever you end up, you're yeah. able to, like, play it. And everything's giving you power stones. Mm-hmm. And it feels like on a lot of these cards, the power stones are free. Mostly. Like, I think that they're toned down a little bit from like the treasure cards and from the food cards where um, I think in those circumstances, the, you know, piece of cardboard was just tacked on mm-hmm. um, with most of these. There is some amount of cost to it. 
So, like, I guess Argothian Opportunist is a two and a green, three, two, enters, makes the Power Stone. It's, I guess, great now is a three mana, three, three. So, I guess a three, a three, two is a 2017 three drop. Yeah. So, I guess that kind of, like, fixes it. But, like, Evacuation Explosion... Three mana to deal three damage uh, to any target. Make a tap power stone. It's a sorcery, so I guess that's like that has been an instant before. Well, I mean, it's three mana also. Yeah, but we don't get lightning like, strike that often. We just had it, but we don't get lightning strike that often. Well, so what was the last one we had that hit anything? The Royal Eruption? Really? With sorceries? Yeah, uh, yeah, it hit creature or player. And it was yeah, it was sorcery speed and two. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe they did price it into that one. Uh, the two two meta sky that makes a temporary power stone. Yeah, like I guess like you don't want to rumble with him because he can it can go away, but it's not. Well, I mean it's in red, so I guess they're thinking you're going to sacrifice it. Yeah, and it's not going to really matter. Uh, I don't know. When I was flipping through, it didn't really seem like anything was like just free it was like there was a mana baked in or there was a speed restriction or yeah like there was something on the card where it wasn't just free like they were doing with treasures and stuff yeah but like Like the divination is a loot instead of just draw two yeah it's draw two discard one yeah so they price it in a little bit but they're i don't know if they're i don't know if we're paying full cost for them like that's what we're gonna find out like if we're not like then it's just nutty yeah so what what is the other uncommon you're uh, you're excited about? Uh, this guy. I'm gonna draft a whole bunch of this guy, Giant Cinder Maw, uh, two and a red for a four three with trample, and players can't gain life. Yeah. So this was a rare in Ixalan. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a four three in Ixalan. It was a three three. It was a three three menace, yep. uh, and it got banned in yep. standard. Um, sure did. Yeah, like this is. Uh, Saffron All has been doing his set reviews and he's like I went and looked up what are the three mana red four threes that don't have a significant downside and there's one Crushy (laughs) so Bone Crusher Giant is the only three mana four three that that doesn't have like a significant downside other than this guy Mm -hmm. now this is no Crushy this is no crushy, but it's it, uncommon. It will it will get people dead in a hurry. Yeah. Which is why I keep saying like you gotta draft those cards that like you know, you're Argothian opportunist, right? You play that on three, uh, and you're on the play that makes your opponent's giant cinder maw just like a three mana deal to. Right? And like your opportunist um ramped you a little bit so you're fine with that mm-hmm. so like you got to make sure you play the cards that like protect you yep i like this guy a lot though oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm not i'm not arguing uh he, he i'm gonna guess that i'm gonna have four of these before any other card in the set <laughs> how do you have four uncommons before you have four commons Shh. <laughs> it's like okay because oh, i yeah. take every one I've never passed one. Everyone I see. 
I have passed zero of these. Yeah, first pick, giant cinder moth. But there was an Urza in that pick. No, giant cinder moth. I ain't playing blue white fool. <laughs> I'm playing giant cinder moth. That's right. Um, so yeah, like I agree that card is going to be really solid. It's going to get a lot of people dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be one of those cards that like kind of defines if you're uh, like what you're allowed to play. What you're allowed to play slash like if your red deck is good, mm-hmm. right? Did you get like Monastery Swift Spear and Cinderma or not? Yeah. Like, oh, like I got a Swift Spear, but not a ton of spells. Like, okay, your red deck's kind of eh. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know how good Swift Spear is in this format. Yeah. There's I... not a whole lot of like cheap cantrippy stuff. Mm hmm. So I don't know. I don't I mean, one, one drops with Haster. I guess going to be good regardless, but I don't like. I wouldn't expect expect Swift Spear to like overperform in this limited environment. I don't think. Yeah, probably not. More just like, do you have those like aggressive creatures? There is a Whirling Strike, one in the red instant target creature gets plus two plus zero, gains first strike and trample to end of turn. No, that's pretty good with Swift Spear. Yeah. I'm, like, looking at, like... And if it makes you a token with your other guy, too, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking for... Uh, there is giant growth, if you want to go red-green beats. Stop there's not... There's not... Uh, there's not a lot of cheap instants, right? Like, most of them are two mana. There's, mm-hmm. like, giant growth and disfigure and Laurent's escape, but there is... The cheapest cantrip is curate. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot for Swift Spear, but like, do you have the like, do you have the uh, um, like the really aggressive cards to make your um, aggressive deck work? Wow, there are only nine sorceries at common. Really? Yeah. Uh. What is destroy target artifact? If it's mana value was one or less, draw a card. <laughs> so Thanks. blow blow up a power stone, draw a card. Yep. Um. Yeah, there's not a ton of stuff, and then like one shoot down. A sideboard card. So, yeah. Those like, and again, arms arms race will be my mythic uncommon. If you're if you're sitting beside me and I open one, you're not getting it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just taking it and we're gonna have fun. Yep. We might run through the draft, but dang it, we're gonna go down in style. That's right. We're gonna have fun doing it. Yeah. So what else do we got? We have our uh our Some prototype cycles. cards. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we talked about prototype last time. So all all cards now are split cards, and we have the mythics up here. Yeah, I put up the cheap ones. Yes. Um, for a specific reason. Um, mm-hmm. I think we mentioned in the mechanics episode last week that these prototype cards might be a way kind of like the Cascade decks use like Bonecrusher Giant and Brazen Borrower to kind of have action while still like being able to do the thing they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, these fill a similar role where they're like a big giant thing that you're never going to cascade into, but also have text at a lower mana value. Yeah. 
So like, so I just went through and pulled out some of the cheap ones. Yeah, so I was looking at you know the things that are like two and three mana, like the root wire amalgam, and mm-hmm. it's just like it can be a two mana two three. Like, you know, if your opponent's playing burn, you just like plunk this guy down, and you're just like block. Like yep. I'm gonna make you use a lightning bolt on this something. Just block. Just yep. get me, buy me three damage or three life, so I can like kill kill this person next turn. Yeah. Uh, what's the, the steel seraph? It's like three mana for a three, three flyer. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Block. (laughs) Just fine. Uh, well, it also like gives something keywords like block, gain some life. Yeah. Block, you know, fly over the top, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, like anything that like also like, Karuga's having a bit of a resurgence mm-hmm. in like Pioneer. So, like, you could like Rootwire Amalgam and have a 2 3 uh, and like cheat the fact that you aren't supposed to be able to have two drops in Karuga. Right. So, yeah. like, this I, Flesh Gorger, I think, is pretty good too. Yeah. Three mana, three, three menace lifelink with ward pay life equal to its power. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, Thunderbreak Regent was basically this mm-hmm. before before Ward. Yep. So, like, in that card saw a lot of play. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Black has been playing a lot of three-mana three-threes. Sure have. As of late. So, uh, now this doesn't, uh, uh, what, doesn't eat their graveyard, but it uh, keeps you alive, which is a Correct. thing. I think there's plenty of stuff these graveyards right now. Yes, plenty of stuff. Everyone's like, I'm so glad there's incidental, incidental graveyards. Hey, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That makes one of us. Yes, yeah, some of us want to play in that zone. That's right. Oh, it's so good. There's a generous stuff in the graveyard. It's like every other card they print is like, oh, eat a graveyard. Like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us that have happens our fun. to be my sandbox. Please get yes. out of it. Get, get out of my sandbox, please. That's right. All right, and then we have our cycle of... Seder Wayfire Durish cards? Yeah. It's weird that they did a whole cycle of this because typically not every color gets this effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, like, in particular, you had wanted to talk about this Blanchwood Prowler mm-hmm. being just Seder Wayfinder. It's um, a little off. Yeah. But-, but I thought it was relevant to talk about the whole cycle because yeah. we don't ever get a red one. Or a or white one. A white one. You so, I mean? so the the Seder Wayfinder, you know, in air quotes, what we're talking about is these cards all come in mill three cards, and then you can pick a card type as specified on the card. So mm-hmm. the white one is a one one flyer for three. Mm-hmm. And it enters, it mills three, and then you can put a planes card or a creature card with mana value three or less from among the milled cards uh, into your hand. And if you mm-hmm. can't, you put a counter on it. So, so you always get something. You always, uh, or if you don't, so you can choose not to and to get the counter. Yep. So like you can always well, actually, get a... I guess you always get two things. You get to put three cards in your yard, and you either get an, a card or a counter. Exactly. Um. So, like, this one's fine. 
like the sweet spot for this is like Seder Wayfinder at like two, right? Like yeah. if this was like two and it like got you a land, got you a planes or a creature, mm-hmm. amazing. Sign me up. Even if it all it did was get you a planes, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if it was two, like it would just go directly into Grease Fang because it would like, oh, get a planes or a Grease Fang, whichever one yeah. I'm missing. It would it would have to lose flying though. That'd be too powerful. Oh yeah, it couldn't be. It couldn't. Yeah, it would, they'd have to change it somehow. Yeah. Right. But then you have a uh, oh boy. Falaji. Falaji, sure. Yeah, Falaji archaeologist. It's one in the blue for an O three, and when it enters the battlefield, mill three cards. You may put a non-creature, non-land card from among them. And from among the milled cards into your hand this way, if not, mm-hmm. put a plus plus counter on it. So, like, again, three cards in your yard plus um, can uh, could be a one four. Yep. Good roadblock. Good speed bump. Yep. Um, so I had seen a tweet of someone who tweeted, like, mono blue Tolarian Terror in Popper, mm-hmm. who was like, I want to test this card in that. It's like, oh, like, sometimes it just, like, you go, like, consider, put a card in your graveyard. This, put three cards in your graveyard and go, I'm good. I won't put anything in my hand. (laughs) And then just, like, terror you, terror you, terror you. Great. Cool. I win. Yeah. So, um, like, take kind of a... Flip a consider and then consider and then play your guy. Yeah. Yeah, it it takes a good draw, but it's not, like, impossible. And, like, this is just, like, you know, maybe better than uh, Augur of Bolas that just puts the cards on the bottom of your library. Yeah, Look at I the think bottom this three. is definitely better than Augur of Bolas. So, I get a deck like that for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like, at two mana, like, and if it's two mana, just put a spell in your hand. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially if you have other graveyard energies. Yep. Uh, four mana seems rough for this. Yeah, I don't think this one's particularly good, but Ravenous Gigamole. It's got the best name, I think. It does. It's a 2-3 mole horror for four mana. And when it ETBs, you mill three cards, and you get to pick a creature from among them to put in your hand. Otherwise, it gets plus one, plus one. Yeah, I mean, four mana for a 3-4 isn't, like, super-duper exciting. And, I mean, the self-mill strategies are... That's probably why this one's costed the way it is. Because it'd probably be really good in that deck. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking to look at the artwork. Is that like its nose? Yeah, it's like, what's that, the naked mole rats or whatever? Okay. Star nose. Okay. So, I at first, when the small picture that we have up, I thought it was like shooting lasers out of its nose, oh. where like that was like a light. <laughs> around no. its nose and i was like is that a laser beam but no it is just its nose yeah, no, okay it, you can see like its eye and its mouth behind it yeah so i this one just seems a little like eh, yeah but is again is like fine. you said two mana is probably the sweet spot yeah um the tomical tomical scrap uh smith is a uh two one for three and mill three, and then you can put an artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, 
could be good. Like, you have to have a lot of artifacts in your deck to actually hit. Or care about binning cards. Yeah. Um, it's just look. weird because, like, red isn't a color that gets this. So, I don't know. That, that's kind of, like what, like I said, why I wanted to talk about this cycle as a cycle instead of just the, yeah. the green one. Because, like we said about white, and again with red here, um, it, that's not a color that gets this effect. Yeah, I think that like the uh, the joke might be that there's a reasonable number of um, uh, unearth cards in red. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's like, hey, you're gonna mill yourself for some value here. Yeah. And again, like, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, there are no. Uh, no, are no unearth cards that are just red because they're all on unearth the unearth costs are colored but the cards are not yeah so there's like a rare artificer's dragon that has a red unearth there's our heavyweight demolisher there's mishra's juggernaut there's a Phyrexian dragon engine our boy that wants to hang out with mishra <laughs> the scrapwork mutt uh, so there's like a number of like red cards that have, I don't know. Iron. So that might be like the yeah. joke, right? Now the best one mm -hmm. is Blanchwood Prowler. And so, why is that? Uh, so it's one of the green for a one, one enters mills three, put a land card from among the milled cards into your hand. And if you don't put a counter on it. So Seder Wayfinder has proven itself all the way back to legacy. Mm hmm. And it mills four and puts land in your hand. Mm -hmm. The card type, the single card type you have most in your deck is lands. So yep. your odds of hitting on a Blanchwood Prowler is higher than it's going to be for almost anything else. Right. I mean, your deck is probably about a third lands anyway, so you realistically should hit mm -hmm. one of them. Right, like... Most people play 24 lands now. Right. Right. So you're like 40% lands. Mm -hmm. and like, and if you're like, you know, feeling, feeling frisky, you're like playing 22 lands. Yeah. So you're like 36% lands or something like you're going to, so you're, you're good to hit. Right. And the thing with Seder Wayfinder is it enabled a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this card is going to enable the Grease Fang, the Absan Grease Fang decks in Pioneer to look a lot more, sorry, in Explorer to look a lot more yep. like the Pioneer decks. The Pioneer ones. The, yeah. the current Pioneer ones, right, that have Seder Wayfinder, right? If you told me that they were like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're just going to be like eight Wayfinder, like, I'd believe you. Mm -hmm. It's like, never miss my third land or hardly right. ever miss my third land. And always have a full graveyard. Neat. Yep. Right? So that's just, uh, like, this card's just going to hit a decent amount of the time and just going to enable, like, shenanigans. Um, well, one more thing that I don't think you touched on is that Seder Wayfinder has zero relevant creature types. None. And uh, Blanchwood Prowler is an elemental which is a pretty relevant creature type. It is, 
I've thought about like, is this good enough for elementals? I'll probably have to like test it out. Yeah, it might be. Uh, it would take you take the arboreal grazer slot, probably. Yeah, I mean it does doesn't ramp you, but kind of does the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. isn't is an elemental. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, there's not tribal satyrs. Right. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um. But yeah, so this card just kind of does everything you want a card to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think the blue and the green one are probably the ones that are going to see the most play. Uh, just because they're the cheapest. Yeah. The white one's probably next. Like, you know, if you're mono white, this is just draw a card. Right? Because you're going to either hit a planes or you're going to hit a uh, a creature. Right, it's just gonna draw you a card. I don't know if like draw a land or creature is good enough. Right? I don't think this is better than Combat Thresher, and I don't think it's better than Inspiring, Inspiring Overseer. Overseer. It's probably not. Right, the effect of Inspiring Overseer was a two-one was a big deal. Yeah. So, well, I mean, this could be a two-two, but then you don't get your card. Yeah, like you 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 want your card. Yeah. But like it does give you selection. Yeah. Uh right, like if oh if you have your next land you could like not take a land. But no, this is this is an interesting cycle. Like I've like you know, maybe the reason they haven't put Seder Wayfinder on Arena is because they knew this was coming. And they were like, I mean ah. that's not really a reason Seder Wayfinder's still better. It is, but you know, they only have like one coding intern and <laughs> and like they've got that that one person has to code the entire set. Yeah. And is I can't I can't code I can't code anymore, boss. Bro. <laughs> bro, type more type more numbers, bro. Like more clickety clacks. Yeah. I need more clickety clacks out of you. Bro, more click clack, less yap yap. <laughs> need my beans. Right, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, uh, um, I don't know, like, if this is, like, a reason we're like, well, let's not put Seder Wayfinder on and we have this other card coming, like, who cares, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. But, like, this is, if anything, this would be Wayfinder, like, 5-6 in a deck. Yeah, I mean, if you're not playing stitcher supplier like stitcher supplier still probably takes precedent over this also so yeah. it'd be like Seder wayfinder number nine and ten fair i mean we have there's also we talked about them like gnawing whatever what was it gnawing vermin yeah that's like baby stitcher supplier baby stitcher supplier yeah like there's a ton of ways to do self-mill now cheap on creatures mm-hmm Kind of wish they hadn't banned Hogak and Modern. <laughs> Just have that like like dialed up. Yeah, Jerry T said Hogak wasn't a problem. Remember? Yeah, yeah, man. I really wish I had a Seder Wayfire. One drop that milled me some cards. Here are two now, Jerry, and then two two drops that do it. Okay, Seder uh, Hogak's a problem now. Okay, yeah, it's official. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's. Like, these are the kind of cards that you don't realize, like, make a format turn. Mm-hmm. Like, make things happen. So, uh, our, our archaeologist friend coming to a popper game near you. <laughs> 
uh, like the black one could have been so good with like the common removal spell that cares about how many creatures are in your graveyard. Well, and... I mean, maybe, maybe they made this one bad because we also have the, the other guy. Oh, the gnawing whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's an uncommon though. Right. Like you, like you could have had like the removal spell writhing necromass and then like a way to fill your graveyard, like as like a, a popper kind of thing. Yeah. Where, right. You, it's like, Hey, you have like eight fish. Now you have like, you know, writhing neck, uh, like f- fish, mass fish, <laughs> mass fish, mass fish and, and eight fish. Yeah. And then there we go. But there will be no, there will be no, uh, eight zombie fish. fish. There'll be no eight fish or, uh, mass fish. Yeah. But, yeah, no, these are these are interesting and it is like weird they kind of decided that like every color gets to like play in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So strange. All right. We've only kind of covered limited in cycles and we have an entire show. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Um so next week we'll finish off, we'll go through the colors. If there's anything you want to add, hit us up, let us know. Yeah, um, um, we're also going to try and get that episode out early, right? Exactly. Um, I'm going to try to get it out uh, either right after we record um, or I could do it like Tuesday. So you guys have it like kind of as soon as the set or as close to as soon as the set hits arena as possible. Yeah, I probably won't be able to get it out on YouTube Monday night, but I should be able to get it out at some point during the day on Tuesday. Yeah, so. we'll just we'll just aim for Tuesday for both. So just expect yeah. the, our our pod after this it is the the like the rest of the set to come out mm-hmm. on uh to come out on Tuesday. Yeah. So that way you get something to listen to while you're jamming limited games on Arena. Okay. In fairness, they have something to listen to while Arena is down on opening day. That's true. While you're waiting for the update. While you're waiting on the update to download or uh, matchmaking to work or whatever thing breaks when they (laughs) add cards. So what are you doing? We're just adding cards. Why does it break everything every time? I don't know. Not enough clicky clacks. Yeah, every time. We need a new intern. Bro, get a new nerd. (laughs) Bro, this nerd's broken. We used them up already. <laughs> yeah. Nerd's dead. New nerd. Uh, There's a pile of nerds in the corner. <laughs> they just roll them out of the chair and roll a new one in. It's like the art from Oubliette. Yeah. <laughs> just like a skeleton <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> What's that? That's the nerd that, that coded Ixalan. <laughs> Poor guy. Wasn't it only an alpha then? Shh. The client was way worse. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, with all that, I think we have a show. We have a show. So again, if you want to get at us, add cards to our uh, full set review, hit us up on social media. All those links are in the description below. Absolutely. Uh, If you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. First is our TCG player affiliate link. If you're looking to pick up any cards, pre-order anything from this set, maybe, um, if you visit TCG Player using our affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, 
anything you purchase after following that link will get a percentage of that helps keep the show going. And if you guys want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casual MTG is how you can do that. Uh, you can chip a couple bucks in if you think we're doing a good job and help support the show and you get access to our pre-show, you get access to our show notes and you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out. So do that. Please. We, we would appreciate it. Yeah. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs>